don't forget to follow us on our social media pages. Like, share, and subscribe. This podcast is sponsored by the following. Remington, made with pride in the USA. Iconic American impact. Winnig Custom Gun Stocks. Head on down for your custom fitting. Remember, winners shoot winning. Shot Tracker. Like having a coach on your barrel. For more info, go to TakeAimTech.com. Life is too short to miss. RM Shooting Clinics. Helping shooters from coast to coast. Have Ricky take your game to the next level. Zach Nanini at Northwestern Mutual. Trusted advice from someone you know. We believe in putting people first. Other supporters for Trap Talk. The Nevada State Trap Shooting Association. Don't miss their 75th annual state shoot this October in Las Vegas. The NSTA puts on some great shoots, and they're going big for this year's state. Go to nvtrap.com to check out their program and all other shoots as well. Welcome to another episode of Trap Talk. I've got my co-host Richard Marshall Jr. here, and we have the pleasure of talking to Mr. Jason Fulvag. Welcome to the show, Jason. Thank you. Glad to be here. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Well, Ricky, Jason. could you do us the honors again and in introducing our friend Jason? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm out in New Jersey right now teaching. So, but we've got Jason Fullbag, and I've known Jason since I started shooting in about 1987, 88, I guess. Um, Jason's been shooting since 1986. He's got about a hundred, oh, I think it's a hundred and some thousand registered targets. Um, since a 60 plus North Dakota state championship champion, which is an awesome feat. I've been to North Dakota and shot and they do throw some great time, great, uh, great gun clubs, but some tough targets, of course, with the, the weather they deal with up there. But, um, Jason's also a five time all American. He's been an opener meets team all American. I think one time and the, the rest of those are sub junior and junior. Uh, like I said, he's in the North Dakota Hall of Fame. He does uh, have multiple satellite grand championships. Um, I know he's beat me several times in a few of the doubles down in uh, Tucson. But uh, Jason also has a long run of 282 from the 27 down at Bismarck. And then he's got five 100s from the 27. So uh, Jason's been around for a long time. Uh, like I said, started in 86. So what's that? 37 years uh, he's been shooting. So uh, I'm sure he's got a lot of knowledge to share here with us today. So welcome to the show, Jason. Thank you. Awesome. Well, yeah, I appreciate that introduction. Uh, Jason's the kind of guy that's won so much stuff that he doesn't really need an introduction, right? But but for, for people that haven't heard of him, from North Dakota, correct, Jason? Yes, sir. So So pretty windy up there all the time when you're shooting? It, it's it's rare to find a nice calm day. It really is. Our average is fifteen mile an hour plus. Is it more more face wind or more from your back or swirling or is it consistent at all or or just whatever you get? It it can come from any direction at any time. Well, before we get into that, because I know we're going to talk a lot about shooting in the wind and, and your style. T- tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, how you got started into trap shooting, and and what brought you to where you are today? Oh, it's uh, the first time I ever shot trap. I had a, 
old bolt action Stevens 20 gauge shotgun. And my dad and I went up to the gun club and we just shot one round and just kind of messed around a little bit. And I don't even remember how old I was there, but it was quite a few years after that, me and my buddy, Mike Kiefler, went up to the gun local gun club to get ready for hunting season. So we were up there shooting a couple rounds of trap and stuff and got talking to a couple guys up there and, and kind of really got interested in it. And then, you know, didn't think much of it for about another year or so. And then I went up, started shooting a little bit of league and messing around shooting some non-resident, non-registered, like meat shoots, turkey shoots, so on, whatever stuff. And then uh, it just, you know, when I turned 16, I just uh, went up and shot a couple good scores and it just really kind of took off from there. Uh, one of the guys at the gun club actually told me, he said, do you know they have tournaments for this? And I had no idea. So once, once you learned about the tournaments, you transitioned from like a league shooter, turkey shooter to an ATA shooter. Yep. My first shoot was in Plentywood, Montana, non-registered shoot, um, ATA, but it wasn't registered. So I went up there and, and shot and did, you know, shot juniors and stuff, did okay. and then. I think it was a weekend after, two weeks after that, Williston, North Dakota had an ATA shoot. So that was my first ATA registered shoot. So, so you and started as that? a junior, so you've been in it your whole life. Yep. Yeah. I started when I was 16. Yep. Okay. So did you make the All-American team back then when you were a junior or did you just make it when you were on the men's team? No. When I was a junior, though, um, believe 87 88 i was the captain of the junior team good for you congratulations exactly zach's all happy yeah i got another junior captain here <laughs> hey it's always nice to be with a fellow junior captain on the show dang right <laughs> so, so going back to the wind do you think that shooting in that wind all the time helps when you go to other places and it's not windy or Tell the listeners of your experiences of shooting on that target. Oh, absolutely. Uh, if you can shoot in the wind, you could shoot anywhere at any time. I took a uh, Frank Little class in Minot, North Dakota. I believe it was the end of 86, maybe 87, somewhere in there. And he really changed my, my style and the way I approached the game and the way it might hold points and all that stuff. And since then, I've modified it a little bit to more fit me, especially in North Dakota, Montana, Wyoming, where the wind just blows all the time. So the other day I was looking on, um, I think it was trapshooters.com or maybe it was the ATA page on Facebook. And people were talking about, well, what do you do when you shoot in the wind? And there was a lot of answers. Some were you shoot faster, some were you shoot slower, some were you, you know, open up your choke. Um, you know, that being said, you know, what do you think is the secret in your mind? Is it, is it looking at the target longer? Is it being more aggressive? W what are the things that you're doing on a windy day that's causing you to have success? I hold on top of the house all the time, no matter if it's windy, if it's bluebird day, does not matter. I want that target above the barrel at all times. If that target is above the barrel, you can make a move and, and get to the, the right spot at the right time. If you hold the high gun and you get them to start hopping and, and your gun starts hopping, 
up and down, it's it's not a good deal. So you're you're like myself and Ricky, you're on the house, you're letting that target come out. And I guess do you feel like you're attacking more on a windy day, or do you feel like you're laying off and you're watching the bird and finding the break spot spot more like a sporting clays where you're you're framing the shot? It, it I days are different. You know, some days I like to get a little aggressive, you know. Especially in doubles on a windy day, I try and get a little more aggressive. But as far as singles and handicap, or singles especially, I think you can get too aggressive on a windy day. You can start snapping and yep. overrun, overrunning a target or, or blowing past them, whatever. I, you really have to have a excellent focus on a target on a windy day to make a correct move. So really moving wherever it's going singles you've got time you're looking at that bird instead of trying to run the gun past and unload you're just saying okay there it is it's going up i'm going up it's going down i'm going down but you're recognizing and identifying and then i would assume in handicap you're trying to do the same thing but it's a faster right you can't you don't yeah. have as much time so you're, you're you're making that shot and in doubles you said more aggressive so on the first shot a lot more aggressive and then looking at the second shot and kind of Saying, okay, where are we at? Kind of a mix of your singles and handicap, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I get uh I get really aggressive on the first on the first shot, you know, because you, you kind of know where it's gonna be. But I still I do not hold a high gun and doubles either on the first shot. I'm up off the house, maybe a foot. Depends on how high the targets are. You know, if you have a headwind or a tailwind or a sidewind. Um if I have a headwind, I'm up off the house a little bit more because you got a rising target. But I really, really want to jump on that first target as fast as I can and still see it. You know, I don't want to snap shoot it and then make a good move to the second target. So you're pointing everything out. You're not you're not trapping anything. You're not spot shooting anything. You're looking at the bird. If it's sliding, you're moving with it. That's what your your focal point is on. Absolutely. Now, Absolutely. What, what kind of gun are you shooting? Are you shooting a top single, unsingle? What what equipment are you using, Jason? I, I got a, a Craig off a trap special. I had bought at the spring ground was four or five years ago now. And I shoot a top single and okay. a and thir and thirty inch doubles. So I know me and Ricky shoot the thirty inch doubles too. So we're all like big fans of the thirty inch double over under. Um with with that. I know I shoot on single. Ricky shoots it on single. What's the reasoning behind the top? Have you always shot a top or, 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 or do you see something with a top that you prefer? No, I've always shot a top single gun. I started with a Ludic mono gun, um, shot that gun for, for like 24 years. And then I shot a Breda 682X for doubles. And I shot that gun for 20 some years. So, um, it's really hard for me to change, but then I, I went to a different gun and it wasn't holding together. And I, when Krigoff come with uh, adjustable ribs and stuff, I, I really like that because then you can fine tune your gun to you and make it shoot where you want it to shoot. So that's why I went with the Krigoff. I, I really like it. So Jake, did Frank Little teach you those hold points and everything? You took his yep. yep. Well, he, he, he taught me hold points on the house, you know, like one and four, you, I hold on the corners 
Number th three, I'm in the middle. And then, you know, quarter house, two and four. Okay. That's but what he, I wanted. Yeah, he always, he always said, measure the top of the bird height and the, and the top of the house and then shoot a third or hold a third a high on that. And I did shoot that way for a few years, but I've come to figure in North Dakota, when that wind is blowing like a son of a gun, you can't hold a high gun. It just, nope. it'll eat you up. It'll nope, eat that's, you up. That's how, yeah. Yep. I basically shoot his same game that he taught me, except I'm on the top of the house. I'm holding off the house, except so, for okay. the first, first so shot. So let me, let me make sure I'm hearing that correctly. Frank Little said, wherever you're breaking the target, Go down two thirds or go down one third? One third. So he says, if I'm breaking it at 10 feet, he's coming down to seven and he's holding there and waiting yep. on that target to clear. That was his, that his was style. His yep. Yep. But, was... but you said, well, everything's moving around and I want to see it. And I always want to attack from the back. So I'm down all the way on the house and, and fighting and charging into the, into the bird. Yep. Absolutely. And, and like and, I said, I did shoot that style for a few years, but I did find, especially in handicap, the lower I held, the better my scores were. I could see the target better. I could make a better move on the target instead of, you know, having it surprise me from up under the barrel or anything like that. Yeah. Well, and, and Zach, you don't understand this because you're from California. So you always shot lollipop targets on the West Coast. <laughs> the easy stuff. <laughs> no. Yeah. But in the Midwest, all the targets, we never got a lot of face, no. a lot of edge. So absolutely. Coach, yeah. Frank, be coach, my coach and mentor, you know, he held high and he did it in handicap too. And, but it was super high, like singles. But I said, you know what? I want to be on the house so I can always see the target. And I just learned the way I drove through was good, you know? If I drove through the target, I broke the target better. So versus wait, no target, because it was like you waited, you know, as a young kid, you're like, okay, where's that? Where's that? No, that didn't work. So I was the same way. I, I shoot the same way. And that was just the old school Midwest deal. You didn't have high targets. So why hold a high gun? Dri drive it out, drive it out, drive it out. And it's, it's, it's shooting where the bird's at, whether we throw. 50 high ones, 50 low ones. Both of you guys are going to the bird. And, and I feel like I try to shoot the same way. I mean, just wear, trigger control, trigger control. So Absolutely. Do, do you do you try to break everything at the same area and have that same trigger control? Or is it when you get the gun to the target and you just snap it? I I call that bad <laughs> rhythm. If, you, if you're breaking the target in the same place every time, all the time, I call that bad rhythm. Because... Sooner or later, you're not going to be there or the target's not going to be there. Exactly. So it's when, it's when you get there, it's when you see it, it's when it's right for you, you're shooting the target. That's, that's, that's the plan. Yep. So, so are you a two-eyed guy or a one-eyed guy? And I'm assuming you're right-handed, correct? And a two-eyed guy. Two eyes, right-handed, on the house, pull, let the target clear, and then... You're just tracking it out and you're running right through the target. Yep. And sometimes, you know, you can break them two, three feet out of the house and sometimes it gets out their ways, you know, they just, yeah. and that's what, you know, one of the things I remember from Frank Little's class, he said, 
It does not matter where it goes or how it gets there. If you hold on to that trigger until it's there, you got it. That's that's a perfect zone. So I'm out here in New Jersey at that Pine Valley Gun Club teaching. And a class today, I got 15 people signed up for the class. And about half of them, they're always trying to shoot where it's supposed to be, where it's supposed to be today. And I said, guys, ladies, just it goes up, go up after it. I said, it's trigger control. And, and one right. of the guys in it, he said his exact response was, well, I was told you just want to go pull back. Yeah, no. I said, that's no. the worst thing you can do. That's you absolutely the worst thing. You see it? Oh, there it is. Go up at it and just drive yeah. through. You know, right. now there is a difference, Zach, though, from me being on the house <laughs> and me on the house. My gun pointed down, pointed up. Well, that that yeah. that, that is true. And mine's yeah. like right, mine's like right in the middle. <laughs> you tell people get to look at the top of the target all the time. I get to look at the bottom. You're shooting, shooting that blunt ring out of that white flyer, huh? There you go. So, <laughs> hey, I'll talk to Rob from White Flyer and see if we can get some some underbellies painted on these targets. Yeah, that's a good idea. Put a little, like, a, a little JF initial on the bottom of the white flyer yeah. just for him. Perfect. Oh, that's messed up. There isn't. There isn't a short joke. Heard so bring them well, on. I, you know what I tell people, Zach? I said, I, I've been Jason and I have been friends a long time. I said, Dave, he's the same height when we were 12. So, yeah, and knows how to blow up a target, though. That's all I it's, can say. Yeah. I mean, and that's one thing is, is you know, for our listeners out there, is you know, Jason's been shooting since 86, but he's also a farmer and a rancher, so he's busy a lot, so he doesn't get a shoot a lot of the major shoots. You know, you, you come now, you don't, you don't come to the grand, do you? I can't. That's I'm harvesting that time every year, all the time. It just, there's no way I can get around it. That's my harvesting. Yeah. Now I, I bet you Cody Tansgard wish you were harvesting during North Dakota State. <laughs> but. No. Oh, he's a good guy. Yeah. That's another one, you know, and almost shot and, and he's won a lot of stuff in North Dakota, you know, and, and I mean, you guys. Yeah. That's the thing. I've been up there teaching up in Bismarck the last couple of years. I was up there and a lot of good people up there, just down to earth. They love to shoot. They, they love to just host shoot, you know, and I'd like to get back up there to shoot. It just, it's hard when this year, I think it's right on top of Iowa again. Yep. And it, it always is. And I was giving away $10,000 if you yep. uh, break a hundred handicap. Like it. <laughs> We but won't I see think, you in North Dakota. I think Jason's a testament to how there are some good shooters in the country, great shooters that don't get to travel a lot. I remember back when, you know, when Dave Kelly was shooting like fire in California, he wasn't on the All-American team. He never traveled. He never went anywhere. He ran a trucking company and went up and down California North. And, and, and if you were at an ATA shoot from Oregon to Washington to California, Nevada, and that area, he was winning it. But he wasn't going out and, and, you know, Jason not being able to go to the grand. I mean, that just shows a testament of, of how good of a shooter he really is. And, and I mean, 61 titles, uh, you know, multiple hunters from the 27, you know, the yep. hall of famer, 
but you know, he's a family guy. He's running a farm, right? And he's putting putting his family first and doing what needs to be done. And I, you know, I'm I'm sure uh, a lot of people are happy that he's not going to the Grand every year. <laughs> but um, you know, that being said, Jason, I want I want to focus on that for a second. You know, 61 plus titles. I mean, we don't know the exact number, but you know, that being said, what were you thinking about when you were winning those titles? What's your focal point, you know, and what keeps you going and keeps you in the game winning and winning and winning when you've won it so many times already? I truly and dearly love the game. I really do. And, and the people associated with it are fantastic people. So that's what really keeps me going. But, you know, I, ever since I can remember, I wanted to be the best of the best. That's what drives me. When I get on the line, like say North Dakota singles championship, whatever, I'm there and I'm all in no matter what. And when I'm done, nine times out of 10, I'm just mentally exhausted. I have to go back and sit down, take a break. You know, I just, I can't stand up on the line all day. And like I used to as a kid, you know, I'm 50, when I'm 52 or whatever, but I just, when I, when I'm doing it, I'm there to win no matter what. So let's talk about that. You said mentally exhausted when you're going through and it's the 200 singles and the championship event at your state shoot, you know, what, what's your process? What are you doing before you start? Maybe the night before, what are your thoughts as a champion, knowing that you've won it a bunch of times, knowing that you could win it. It's, you know, one of those events that's kind of yours to win. So what do you think about, and then what's your routine going through that day? Well, before the event starts and stuff, I try and visualize the perfect shot, whether it's a straightaway, quarter angle, left left to right hand target. I try and mentally frame that in my mind, how the target looks, where my gun is in relation to that target, and how everything comes together when you pull the trigger. I try and focus on that, keep a positive attitude, just, just really try and focus on the perfect big shot. Every time. And that, and that in itself gets you ready. And then yep. when you are 190 straight and you're closing out that 200, are you changing anything on those last five or 10 shots or are you, are you trying to slow yourself down at all? Or what's, what's when you're finishing a scroll, what are you thinking? <laughs> that, that depends on the day also. You know, sometimes you get a little too excited and you start trying to overrun yourself. Then you're going to yep. have to pull, it, pull, your, pull the reins back and say, hey, slow down a little bit. But when, when I get that close, if, if I feel comfortable, I try and change nothing. Consistency. Yeah, if it's been working for 195 shots, why change it now? Yeah, stay with the same plan. I think I think one thing we've heard from a lot of people though is they get to that last box and they start getting nervous and they either start going fast or they start going slow or they start trying to be more careful on that last 25, you know, be more precise, more aiming with the gun and and, and that generally leads to failure at some level. I mean, you're you're just trying to go with that same tempo all the way through. And, and then the exhaustion comes after you finish, correct? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and like you said, we, we've all been there. We, we've tried to, we get nervous. We tried to 
hurry it up or slow it down or change something to make it better. And I usually find that that doesn't work very well. I mean, if, if you're having issues, yeah, then maybe try and slow it down or change a little bit of something. But if you feel comfortable and everything's going fine, I don't change nothing. Stay, stay with it. Stay consistent. So, so, so you've shot your whole life, you know, won a bunch of crap. That being said, training, are you still practicing a lot? Are you, are you not, are you not practicing? Like, what does that look like for you now versus back in the day? You know what? I, I used to shoot some practice when I was a kid, you know, and, but I, I don't shoot practice anymore. My practice is ATA events. That's, that's what I do. And I shoot a little league out here at the gun club and in Medicine Lake, Montana, we shoot leagues at both of those clubs. So it's not like I don't shoot at all off season or during the summer, you know, when I'm not at a shoot, but I don't go somewhere and shoot a hundred targets or, you know, 200 targets and handicap or doubles or whatever. I mean, I'll probably go over and shoot 50 rounds of singles, you know, just for league. But so we don't have a lot of time to shoot a lot of practice. Yeah. Now, Jason, where's your home club at? Right here in Ganora. There's a little, little club just west of town here that I've shot at ever since I can remember. Yep. How many traps do they have? They have two, but they only use one. They got one pat trap in the house. Yep. And they, they just shoot singles at Medicine Lake though. They got a really good shoot in the first weekend of June. So that's my first shoot of the year usually. And they got um, two houses over there and they shoot 300 a day for two days. Oh Lord. Yep. And so- they, it's been getting to be a big shoot. So they've actually put doubles on Friday and then singles and handicap on Saturday and Sunday because they're getting to be so many people showing up. It's hard for them to get it done. Yeah, with with two traps. <laughs> yeah, great people, great place to shoot. But, you know, it's Montana, so the wind blows there too. Yeah, no, that that is the thing. In the in the Midwest, you know, Zach, of course, lives in, in Missouri now, so he's seen a little bit of this stuff, you know, over the last few years. But, yeah, the Midwest, we get a lot of wind, you mm-hmm. know, and that was one of the things when I came up and shot at the North Dakota State shoot at Bismarck, you know, uh, you got some traps to face north, you got some traps yep. to face. Of course, yep. we were stuck on the east traps and shooting the singles, and I was fortunate. Well, my son, Tyler, broke his first 100 straight at Bismarck. Yeah, you know? I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And I broke a 200, and I, I remember finishing and going, I'll take a zero on this last post to let him have a five. Right. Absolutely. And they go, they go, you would take a zero. And I said, listen, I've been fortunate to break several 200s. And I said, for my son to be his first 100, I said, I've been taking a zero the last 25. Right, exactly. You know, yeah. I said, you don't get those, those memories and, and the, that no. time, you know, all the time. So, but like I said, yeah, the people up there are great. Now, when, when will you start back shooting that? So, oh, yep. First weekend in June, yep, okay. Medicine Lake shoot. But uh, Billings has a couple shoots coming up, but I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. I'm going to, depend weather depending, I got to start planting here beginning of May. So, now how many how many acres do you farm up there? Well, between Dad and I, it's like 4,700. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah, a right. lot. That's a lot of farming. Now, that's what do you what are you farming up there? Oh, we plant durum wheat, peas. Lentils, canola, soybeans. So we 
try and keep it in a rotation and soil health stuff. So yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And then uh, as soon as we get done planting, planting, we got two hundred head of cows. We got to get sorted and put out the pasture. So. So if I make my way up there, you're saying we can get a good steak. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I like them. I like them like, like a little two-incher, you know? So do I. So do I. Just throw them down a little baked potato. We'll be good to go. I got you. Got you covered. So, Jason, do you have like a favorite shoot that you go to every year? Like if you could pick one? Tucson, Spring Grand. Okay. Well, hey, you, you weren't lacking on the wind this year. No, no, I felt right at home. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. Yeah. Really, me, me, and uh, Ricky just came back from from Dubai, and we didn't get a chance to go this year. We normally go, but I mean, I heard it was really windy this year, like out of normal windy. Yeah, yeah, it was challenging. Yep, yep. Just another day in the office for you. Absolutely, <laughs> we like it. Keeps we're up here in North Dakota. Keeps the mosquitoes away. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, is there anything that you really think you want to share with the shooters, either new shooters or shooters that have been a while that you think is helpful for them? Is there anything in your mind that we haven't discussed today that, that you want to get out there? You know, I, I just say never give up, you know, if it's not working, try something else or, you know, just if you, if you enjoy what you're doing and how you're doing it, don't, don't ever give up. Yep. Yeah. And I Always think that, have that, fun. That happens a lot. I, I've had that happen to me before where it's a windy day and you're down a few birds and you're just like, man, I'm out of the race. And then you get to the clubhouse and you look and you missed a couple on the last trap and you had lost it by a bird or you lost it by, you know, just you, yeah. you were in it, but you didn't know you were in it and you kind of right. gave up on yourself. And I think when you're shooting in those conditions like that, you, you really can give up. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not like you, you have to run them to win every time. I mean, you can, you can no. win and miss. I mean, yep. that's, that's why we still shoot the game. If we never missed, we wouldn't play. It wouldn't be any fun. Exactly. I do, like it. I do like it when we don't miss though. Well, yeah, me too. But it's, you know, and that gets back to another thing. It's a, it's a challenge. Challenge yourself, you know, push yourself. I mean, if, if you can break five in a row, why can't you break 500 in a row? That, you know? That's a great thought to share. Um, Ricky, is there anything else you want to ask? No, I think we're good. I think, you know, I'm sure we'll have to have Jason back on, you know, after, after his state shoot. I'm sure he'll win a couple. Where's the state shoot at this year, Jason? Is it back in Bismarck? Yep. So I'm sure you're going to, you know, win two or three more state championships. Or I, I hope you're right. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'm, bet, I'm betting on you, Jason. I think you got it. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. That being no, we, said, is, is there anyone that you'd like to thank, either, you know, friends, family, sponsors, anything like yeah. that? Yeah, I got lots of friends, lots of family. Yep, absolutely. Yep, my friends and my family. Okay, well, well, uh, we want to thank our show sponsors, uh, obviously Remington. Uh, we've got Richard Marshall Jr. Shooting Clinics. There, That's, you know, a definite good one. Shot Tracker and, and Winning Stock Works. Um, and then if you need a financial guy, Zach Nanini at your service here with a smile. So um, All right. that being said, you know, we got to gotta hide that money from the old IRS man. So that's a good idea. <laughs> Life insurance. Life insurance. Oh, what, whatever you need, right? So with that being said, this has been fun. Uh, I'm sure the listeners are going to love this episode. They're probably going to send us a bunch of questions, Jason. And 
And we'll have to have you on again because, I mean, like I said, you're one of those guys that if you went to the Grand every year, you'd be hurting some people. So, you know, we, we know that you're forced to be reckoned with and coast to coast guys know of Jason. So um, we appreciate you giving us your time and your expertise today. Thank yep. you guys very much. I appreciate it. Yep. Thank you. I appreciate it, Jason. Have a you good guys, night. You guys, you guys take care. You too. Thanks for tuning in to Trap Talk. 